G'day everyone, welcome to The Journey, coming to you each week from Dharawal Country. It's the 16th Sunday in Ordinary Time. My name's Max Norden, and this week is my final week in the chair for Jude Hennessy. Jude's back next week. Our gospel this week is the hospitality story of the two sisters from Bethany, Martha and Mary, but more on that in just a moment. On the show this week is Pete Gilmore with Living the Gospel. Pete says that whenever he hears an excellent guitar player, the ordinary guitar player in him leaps for joy, and driven by that excellence, he grabs his dusty old guitar for another go. And it's exactly the same when we surround ourselves with people who use their talent for the benefit of others. It spurs us on to do the same. Trish McCarthy uses the physiology of our heart and lungs to demonstrate that it's the same process with the love of God, transformed by the breath of the Holy Spirit to enable us to pump new life into those around us. Father Mike Delaney has taken a look at his local surrounds and the marvel and beauty of God's creation after friends from Sydney moved to Hobart and marvel at their view of the Derwent River and Mount Wellington. Mike encourages to be open to God's creation all around us. Mother Hilda, in her wisdom from the Abbey Spot, has been reflecting on one of the parables from Mark's Gospel, the story in Chapter 5 of the cure of the Jezerine demoniac. Mother Hilda says we can be like the unfortunate man in the parable, living in the graveyard of life, held there by who knows what, roaming around with the dead, suffering self-harm and howling from the depths of our despair. Or we can follow the demoniac's example and allow Jesus to enter our life with his healing power. Our Gospel Reflection this week is from Father Stephen Drum from Ride Gladesville Parish in Sydney. It's made available to us by Mass for You at Home, the Australian Catholic Bishops Conference and Network 10, and we sincerely thank them for that. Father Stephen says it's easy to be like Martha in the Gospel, getting distracted by the detail of hospitality and forget that the reason for the hospitality is the guest. In this case, it's Jesus. So let's get to the gospel. It's Luke chapter 10, verses 38 to 42. The gospel story of Martha and Mary, the two sisters from Bethany who invite Jesus to come to their home for a meal. I'm going to proclaim the gospel for you in just a moment. Then we'll hear from Father Stephen and some Christian reggae music as our opening music track. It's Christofari's Here I Am to Worship. Faith, hope, love and life I'm Max Norton, sitting in the chair for Jude Hennessy for the final time this week. I'm so glad you've joined us on the journey. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Jesus came to a village and a woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. She had a sister called Mary who sat down at the Lord's feet and listened to him speaking. Now Martha who was distracted with all the serving, said, Lord, do you not care that my sister is leaving me to do the serving all by myself? Please tell her to help me. But the Lord answered, Martha, Martha, he said, you worry and fret about so many things, and yet few are needed. Indeed, only one. It is Mary who has chosen the better part. It is not to be taken from her. The Gospel of the Lord. 
And now, the Gospel Reflection with Father Stephen Drum. So today we have the episode of the two sisters, Martha and Mary. And we just heard how Martha was very concerned with trying to please Jesus by giving him the greatest experience of hospitality possible. And we know that hospitality is really important. We see in the first reading, actually, that uh, Abraham showed all of his hospitality to the, the messengers of God that came and showing all of his affection for that. And then he was rewarded by the promise of a son that was going to come through him and his wife, Sarah. However, what's the best type of hospitality for the Lord? Martha ended up getting a little bit distracted with all the hospitality without even worrying about where is Jesus. And I've had that experience before too. I'm a missionary priest, so I spent a bit of time in the Philippines. And at one moment, we had a a blessing of our house that we were working out of, and we have a chapel chapel connected to it. And we had the ambassador of the US came to visit. And we got very worried about all the security, all the things that were happening, so much so that we almost lost sight of the fact that we were blessing the house and that Jesus was coming in a very special way. So it can happen very simply and very often in our life. Martha's sister, Mary, had a different idea. She spent her time at the feet of Jesus, listening to him, spending time with him. And of course, the hospitality of Martha was really important, but the best hospitality is that you want to spend time with Jesus. Imagine if he comes into your house and you don't even actually spend the time listening to him, talking to him. You can give him all the best food, but that's not so important. Let him be your guest, welcome him, spend time with him. Don't be so worried about trying to please him just spend time trying to be with him. You're listening to The Journey, music, interviews and wisdom for living life to the full.
You're listening to The Journey, music, interviews and wisdom for living life to the full. Now, Wisdom from the Abbey with Mother Hilda. One of the saddest passages in the Gospels, I think, can be found in Mark. We read there the story of the demoniac from the land of the Gadocenes, the poor man seemingly held captive by who knows what. But whatever it was, his life was unbearable. He roamed around on his own among tombs, among things that were dead and held no possibility of life. How many of us have done that? He hurt himself. And who of us don't know somebody who's into self-harm? And he howled. How terrible that must have been. You can, you can hear it coming from the depths of his despair. Then one day along came Jesus, and I guess recognising goodness and healing personified, he threw himself down at the feet of Jesus. Mark tells us that Jesus attended to it, and the man was free. When the people came back, they saw a man wholly within his own senses. Then it came time to leave, and the man asked to go with Jesus. And this is the part I've always found to be sad. Jesus said no. Instead, he told him to go back home and tell people what God had done for him. Only in my adult years have I seen that that decision, it would have cost Jesus a fair bit. In the ordinary human way, I've no doubt that he would have wanted to take that man with him. But sometimes in life, we have to look at the bigger picture for ourselves and others and leave behind what we want for a greater good. A greater good was achieved because when Jesus visited that region again later in the Gospels, people all came down to meet him, whereas before they'd told him to go. It seems to me that our lives are all we have to tell the never-ending story of what God has done and what we have done with God. As you know, the word eternity, written around Sydney for so many years, was testimony to a terrible life of a man called Arthur, who found God through the preaching of a wonderful pastor and never stopped telling the never-ending story. What message do our lives carry? Is it one of self-centred preoccupation? Is it one that extols the gospel of pride, worldliness, superficiality? Or is it a life that speaks of kindness, understanding, generosity, all the attributes we find and have found in God? Perhaps this week, We all might have a look at our lives and ask ourselves, what story is my life telling? Here's a little secret, though. (laughs) If we ask God what story his life was telling, you would find his life always tells your story. Mother Hilda's perspective on the Gerasene demoniac from Mark's Gospel, chapter 5, verses 1 to 20, if you want to go and look it up, A challenge for this week is what story are we telling of our life? Are we roaming around the graveyard of life 
Or are we full of joy telling everyone about the love of Jesus in our life? After the break, we're journeying to Tasmania and the stunning Derwent River and Mount Wellington with Father Mike Delaney. Father Mike challenges us to have the curious vision of a child being open to all around us that God's given us. Coming up now, though, the music continues with Rhonda Vincent's country music song of the blind man, so joyful that God's given him the gift of music. I just love the affirmation in this song. Jesus loves me, this I know. God is great, God is good to me. He gave me music and music's what I see. And after the break, we'll be back with more music from Aaron Schust. Faith, hope, love and life. My name's Max Norden, sitting in for Jude Hennessy. Thanks for being on the journey. Must have been a hundred people gathered all around. A blind old man sitting on a stool, and no one made a sound. But he sang, Jesus loves me, this I know. What I see He said my imagination These songs and this guitar Have taken me around the world I've even touched a star He sang for nothing But he smiles When the money hits the jar sings Jesus loves me this I know somewhere bluebirds fly over the rainbow God is great God is good to me he gave me music and music's what I see I've been busted flat in Baton Rouge on a long black train Tracks of my tears with blue eyes crying in the rain. I faced a ring of fire with Sunday morning coming down. He was looking straight at me when he said, Music, music's what I see. Together on the journey, 
faith, hope and love for life in all its fullness. Seeing God in life's everyday events, here's Father Mike Delaney. I recently had lunch with some friends on their balcony overlooking the River Derwent. They're a wonderful characters who have lived in various places around the world. 
Originally from the Sydney region, they've lived in Bali, New York, as well as places all along the Queensland and New South Wales coasts. Recently, their daughter and her husband and children came to Tasmania, and after several visits to see the grandchildren, and their daughter and husband of course, they decided to move to Tasmania permanently. Selling up on the south coast of New South Wales was no real problem. Finding a suitable house in Tassie was a little difficult. But after seeing several properties, they were able to find this new suitable home. I remind people when they're doing some baptismal preparation that their child is super curious when they come to a new place and that the baby will be fidgety and possibly noisy in the church. The sights and sounds will be different to anything else they might be used to, so it will not worry me whatever they do during the ceremony. Back to my friends. When I got to their home, I could almost have been in the presence of two new children as they spoke about the beauty and the wonder of the view from their balcony. I'd been to their home in Sydney on South Head a number of times and always marvelled at their view out to sea and the wonders of the changing conditions of the waves and winds inside and outside the harbour. I'd look from their balcony into the harbour and I'd also watch the amazing sight of so many vessels of various shapes and sizings dashing around the harbour and the whole vista of Sydney before them. Yet sitting with them on their balcony on the River Derwent and listening to their enthusiasm and about their new home and their views across the river and towards Mount Wellington, it reminded me that I live in an incredible place with a grandeur and a majesty beyond compare. Now I know that many of you listeners to this program also live in wonderful places and you have wondrous views of creation as well. But I wonder how often we stop and actually acknowledge what it is that we see before us. Or do we, like me, sometimes need new people coming into our lives, coming into our space, to become part of our community, to remind us of the beauty of the world around us? God made a wonderful world. We need only to have the eyes to see, I suppose combined with the curious vision of the child, to be open to to all that God has given us. That's a great observation from Father Mike of the curiosity of young children when they encounter new surrounds, causing him to reflect on the view of the Derwent and Mount Wellington. What's the view like from your place? We've got such a diverse audience, you could have a cityscape or wide open space in a regional area, a coastal view, or perhaps it's as mundane as your neighbour's front or backyard. Wherever and however you're listening, we love having you on the journey with us. Now time for something a little more serious. I'd like to draw your attention to the Caritas Australia Ukraine appeal. The escalating violence in Ukraine is rapidly becoming a dire humanitarian crisis. Over half a million people have been forced from their homes and hundreds of civilians have lost their lives. Our long-standing partner, Caritas Ukraine, is on the ground supporting people in need with this unfolding humanitarian crisis. Your urgent support will help provide critical assistance, including emergency shelter, food, clean water, transportation services and psychological support to people affected by the crisis. You can donate by going to the Caritas Australia website, caritas.org.au, and click the Ukraine button, 
Or you can donate to one of their three other international appeals, the Africa Food Crisis, Afghanistan, or the Tonga Volcano and Tsunami Appeal. That's caritas.org.au. After the break, Trish McCarthy's along with her milk and honey segment. Trish has been thinking about how our heart and lungs work to rejuvenate our blood and keep pumping new life into our body. And she says it's the same with the love of God, transformed by the breath of the Holy Spirit that lets us pump new life into those we encounter. That's after the break. But right now, let's get back into some more music. Here's Stuart Townsend and how deep the Father's love for us. Faith, hope, love and life. My name's Max Norton, sitting in for Jude Hennessy, and you're still on the journey. Take my ransom 
Hope, love, and life. This is the journey. And now it's time for milk and honey with Trish McCarthy. Our hearts are an astounding creation. Put very simply, our hearts receive blood from the body, deoxygenated and lifeless. It is pushed into the lower chambers of the heart, where it is forcefully pumped into the lungs. Here, an exchange takes place that reoxygenates the blood, gives it life, so to speak, through our breath and passed back into the heart. Again, it is received from the lungs and pumped out into the body to nourish, give life, heal, transport necessary life-giving properties that keep our body functioning at peak performance. The heart beats once to receive and push blood and twice to pump it where it needs to go to give life. Pope Francis used this analogy in describing our participation in God's mission. Our hearts must beat love for God, love for others. It can serve as a powerful reflection on our spiritual journey. If we are the heartbeat of the church, and we first and foremost receiving God's love, being transformed by the breath of the Spirit, and pumping life into our areas of ministry and vocation. Spend some time being still in prayer, attuned to the rhythm of your heart, beating love for God, love for others, and learning from this physical and spiritual gift today. Thank you to Trish McCarthy. Isn't she just wonderful how she takes some aspect of how our body and mind works and relates it to something spiritual we can do for ourselves and for others? It's the same with our next segment coming up after the break. Pete Gilmore, who's also a great storyteller. Pete's going to tell us what spurs him on to grab his old dusty guitar and give it another go and how you can grab your old dusty talent that's lying around and... Whatever it is, use it to awaken hidden talent in others. That's after the break. But right now, let's get back into some more music. Here's Matt Maher and Glory, Let There Be Peace. Plus, Sela and their track, Yet Not I, But Through Christ in Me. Faith, hope, love and life. My name's Max Norden, sitting in for Jude Hennessy for the final time this week. We're getting towards the end, but you're still on the journey. Let it 
start in me. Let there be peace. Let it start in me. Hi, I'm Sharon from Theodore in ACT, and you're listening to Journey Catholic Radio. And rejoice 
Together on the journey, faith, hope and love for life in all its fullness. Here's Pete Gilmore with Living the Gospel. In Luke's Gospel, we hear that as soon as Jesus' mother, Mary, spoke to Elizabeth, Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit, and she rightly cried out, Of all women you are blessed, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. She was, of course, referring to the fact that Mary had been chosen, above all others, to be the mother of Jesus, saviour of the world. Interestingly, this meeting caused Elizabeth's child, John the Baptist, to leap for joy as well. Perhaps you're not a mother. I'm not a mother either, but, and, and hear me out, I think I've experienced something of this. As an average guitar player, but a lover of music, whenever I go to see a band live or listen to an album, as soon as I get home, my dusty guitar is resurrected. One might even say, the guitar player in me leaps for joy at the hearing of the excellence of another guitar player. Seeing the gift in another reminds me of the gifts in me. Hearing the vision of another inspires the vision in me. Encountering Jesus in another person leads me to a place of longing for Jesus to be alive in me too. We've all been given a gift or gifts that we're charged with protecting, growing, nurturing, and setting free, just as Mary and Elizabeth were. And we are given these gifts that they might bear fruit for the sake of the world. This is not just for the Marys and the Elizabeths or the pastors or priests or the great biblical heroes. It's for all of us. After all, as St. Paul says, we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that the surpassing power belongs to God and not to us. So don't be afraid this week to let your light shine because after all, it's God's glory, not ours. And you never know what gift you may awaken in someone else. God bless. God of my fathers huddled in the harbor Every man an ocean from his home Their captors could not keep them When they heard the drums of freedom The dream of a kingdom in a land they've never known God of my fathers, strangers in this country Pilgrims on these dusty roads Across the great plains And the bellies of the steel trains To stake a new claim In that wilderness of hope And like my fathers I am looking for a home I'm looking for a home beyond the sea So be my God and guide me Till I lie beneath these hills And let the great God of my fathers Be the great God of my children still God of my grandfathers Gone these many years now Yes, they're shining like the sun And I envision them Grinning 
smile and they smile Cause they love to see me run Like my father's I am looking for a home Looking for a home beyond the sea So be my God and guide me till I lie beneath these hills And let the great God of my fathers be the great God of my children still Stars and counting sand, little feet and little hands. We're counting joys. We pray you'll know them as you knew us when you wove us, as you hold us. Hold them, please, hold them. Like their father, they are looking for a home. They're looking for a home. Their God and guide them till they lie beneath these hills. And let the great God of their father be the great God of their children. Let the great God of my father be the great God of my children still. Andrew Peterson's song, God Are My Fathers. And before that, thank you to Pete Gilmore. Pete's tip for this week is to be like him, being encouraged to reinvigorate one of his talents by dragging out his old dusty guitar and his challenge for letting your gifts shine because they're God's glory in you. And because of that, you never know what gifts you may awaken in somebody else. Thanks to all our contributors to the show this week, Pete Gilmore, Trish McCarthy, Father Mike Delaney, Mother Hilda Scott, and back at the beginning, Father Stephen Drum. A special thanks to all our participating Christian community radio stations as well. No matter where you're listening, along the length of the East Coast, down in Tassie, in the nation's capital, over in the West, or over the divide across regional Victoria, New South Wales and Queensland, we love doing this show for you. And also a special hi to all who get the show as a podcast through jcr.org.au. We'll be doing it all again next week. Well, Jude will be. Faith, hope, love and life. My name's Max Norden and next week Jude Hennessy is back from his trip to Rome, the Vatican and family visits in London and Canada. And I'm sure Jude's going to have lots of stories about his journey. The Journey is produced in Dharawal Country by the Office of the Bishop for the Catholic Diocese of Wollongong. Find out more about us at jcr.org.au.